1: Y'all's lost professor right here right now And you're listening to full service radio
2: Yo, 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 welcome to Antique Black on Full Service Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Lion Hotel in beautiful Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Adam Matthews, a.k.a. the Old Man Soul.
3: I'm Chris Pegues, a.k.a. the Old Soul Man. How yes, y'all indeed. doing?
2: Yes, indeed. Man, what took you so long to get here, man? man I God, can't man. even
3: tell. look. I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm was it maybe 15 minutes from here mm. typically uh with yeah, traffic maybe long. 20 no. 25 minutes it took me damn near an hour to get here via Uber what the hell take uh,
2: you an hour to get
3: how the hell well one the uh the Uber driver wanted to get into an argument on the phone uh with with some lady who was supposed to be meeting up with him on the corner of uh of H and North Capitol to pick up a wallet that she forgot last night oh. which was uh which was amazing the the beautiful thing is like my man held on to it so but but she
2: wanted the driver to go out of the way of his current guest was yes a fuck up she made the day before
3: yes and apparently had been calling him for the past 24 hours about this thing which was which was even better so uh yeah so uh with with that and then picking up uh two other people um it uh isn't oh, CC, so you was in one of them share rides, man. Yeah, see, see, I mean, see, naturally, see, you know, because I got to
2: play that game. Bro. You, know, you, never play that I, you game. know, I
3: just I don't I don't have the uh, I don't have the uh, the bread for the for you that know, direct for that you. direct joint.
2: You know, it's, I feel like the amount of money that I save and not punching through somebody's merchandise for how frustrating that shit is sometimes, it's, mm-hmm. it's worth yeah. the like
3: difference. That's true. In I, yeah, I was about to throttle somebody. <laughs> oh, that shit's crazy.
2: Ass. Like, you were in the car, for, like, like, you left before me. I for, I for real like, was way I, before it me. It for
3: real took me an hour to get here.
2: We were in the same area, and you told me you were leaving. I went to a bar, got a drink, went to a store, <laughs> and then caught a ride and was here. Like at least fifteen minutes before you. Uh, yeah. That's
3: fucking insane. Well, I, th- I th- you know, I was, I was planning on leaving early to meet up with my girl here, uh, you know, to to grab a drink prior to the show. Um, and yeah, as you know, that did not happen. Right. Yeah. Because so. I was sitting here. <laughs> You're sitting here having a drink got, with my girl. Right, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, today I want to talk about a. Uh, something i think very near and dear to both of us um i would never forget when i was in first grade my one of my teachers asked me what i wanted to be when i grew up and the first thing that i could think without question was i want to be a poet and she looked back at me like i was the one who's crazy like you want to be a a a professional poet something crazy about that i mean yeah and I I don't think so, but I could understand how that could seem to be a radical idea. Um but it really made me kind of afraid of my of, you know what I'm saying, that aspect of life and and that dream at the time, but you know, when I was young, there were really really cool poets who like I feel like were kind of still modern like Deaf Poetry Jam for me was really big growing up. It was up, amazing. Like, I think amazing. that was an amazing experience, especially the professional poets known as rap- when professional poets known as rappers would come on there and actually just bear their souls in a really cool way. And even like poets who sing, like Eric and all those different people. But then you would still find like the Shehans who were like really special yeah, within like, those groups yeah, and, Black Ice, right, White World, Mom's it, the Schemer, just exactly. amazing and stuff. Who are just phenomenal wordsmiths. And it's like, why couldn't I be? And then the next person I told that, or maybe like I because I stood fast in it. And one of my teachers said to me, Well, you know, that's what that's what rap is. Rap is, is rhythm Fact. and poetry, it's an acronym. I didn't know that. And from then on I wanted to be a rapper. But my initial dream was to be was to be a
3: poet from the start. Um I mean from from what I've heard I definitely classify you more in the in the poet aspect than the rapper aspect. I mean yeah, I that's definitely focus me. more on the words, you know, like That's just me.
2: I mean, but I feel like that's what rap is. I feel like us like allowing that word to not mean rhythm and poetry is what gets us away from from the from what it actually is. And you know, I feel like that whole connotation is <laughs> ruining the classic nature of the music and you know the music is its own thing you know what i mean like it is music is music i don't really know what to call what these young kids are doing right now it's a blend of a lot of different ideas and sounds i wouldn't necessarily i don't even know what to call it sometimes like like it's post malona rapper conversation for another day doesn't matter (laughs) doesn't matter like In any event, like, I feel like there's, like, hip-hop and and rap and whatever is being thrown into that world is just, like, one blurred line of mess right now. And there are a few people who are truly still doing it, but it kind of bothers me because, like, I know when I got into hip-hop, and I know when you got into hip-hop, it was, there was still a large influence of, like, poets, yeah like rhythmic 100%. poets who are actually classified rhythmic poets 100 percent, and
3: like uh like f- for instance uh the summer summer of 1989 like that was the first time that i went out and i made my first like uh what i would consider legitimate music purchase um i don't re- i honestly don't recall any music purchase prior to this but uh my father was military we were on base they were doing their whatever shopping i went into like this tiny like little record section type thing that they had and um i noticed like you know in their wall of cassettes that uh they happened to have uh boogie down productions ghetto music the blueprint of hip-hop and just you Shout know wi- the master teacher. within with it, yeah. most definitely uh and then within, you know, just like a you know, few rows, there was a Last Poets uh, self-titled album. Mm. And I couldn't decide which one I wanted to cop. And, you know, I had enough for both. But if I had gotten both, like, that was it from my scratch. That was it. But uh, I went ahead and purchased both of them. And I felt myself gravitating towards the Boogie Down Productions album. But I found myself honestly listening much more to that Last Poets project. Um, now granted that album was recorded in I think like sixty eight maybe. Yeah, you know, I've um, been going but, at uh, it forever. But uh I mean there there was just there was something about that. I mean first time I heard hip hop, it, it just it, it blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind in terms of, you know, you know, just sound, words, wordplay, all of that stuff. But to realize that cats were doing that like back in the sixties, seventies and they were honestly, truly saying something. It was—it was angry. It was, you know, people who were fed up with what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that is still happening now. A lot of those issues that they were talking about, you know, back in the like mid to late sixties, early seventies, a lot of that's still going on now. Um, but nobody really talks about it anymore. Side note: I challenge
2: all indifferent politically indifferent black men in this world to listen to the song niggas are scared of revolution i don't need a drop oh right now God, but, but i definitely need every and and if you know a black man who is seemingly politically and sociologically indifferent please play
3: that song please play that you and know, let him understand it's, who he it's is. the sonic equivalent of getting snatched up by. oh the he car. gave us a drop
4: Things are changing. Black nigga things, black nigga thing that go through all kinds of changes. The change in the day that makes you mad and made Black power, black power. And the change that comes of them at night if they sigh and
0: moan. My favorite quote
2: of that song is, Niggas fuck, niggas love to fuck. Niggas will fuck fuck if it could be fucked. Facts.
3: <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the equivalent of somebody snatching you up by the collar and pressing mm-hmm. you against the wall and screaming on you. Is is absolutely amazing, and you being utterly like defend like you can't do anything about it. Yeah, like you're just sitting there.
2: There's nothing but truth, and it's it's. It's some, nothing but truth. There's something of a a bit of an overwhelming truth that I think that that used to bring to the culture that just kind of became just non-existent, and like you have people like I feel like even the generation before me had people in their ear like nikki giovanni and amiri baraka who like their parents would just end up like playing or that they found themselves and like all these amazing poets who like still were a part of were fixtures of their upbringing yeah. whereas there are no real like all right I'm, I'm i'm not gonna say that because there are some really cool poets coming up right now like uh naira who's probably one of my favorites Okay. Um, and there are people who are really doing a lot of like short beautifully philosophical uh, you know just poetic projects right now that I that I give mad kudos to but it's not a fixture it's not a voice anymore it, it's, like, it's there's not no there's it, voice the import- to poetry anymore and it's really yeah.
0: like underwhelming can I ask you a quick question though B- back Certainly. to the first thing you said um do you think you're selling poetry and or rap short by equating each other with, with themselves? You know what I mean? Like to, to say <sighs> no. that rap is poetry or poetry well, is rap. Are no. you, sell, you, know when, you when you look no. at it as, I you know,
2: that, I think that brings a certain like craftsmanship to, to it. Right. Like, like if you ask Nika Giovanni, who her favorite poet was up to a dying day, do you know what our answer is? Tupac Shakur
0: and Facts. It's, well, it's not to say rappers can't be poets but, but i'm the, like if someone was writing stories you, and then their professor said oh you know what that is that's folk music that's bob dylan it's like you, they wouldn't automatically but no, when you when and you that's have, the
2: funny thing right because i say this all the time this is a big quote for me i feel like anthony Kiedis and zach de la Rock are two of my favorite rappers Wow. honestly and that's <laughs> that silence and for, like Zach, yeah, Zach, whatever okay.
3: whatever i'm with you
2: that's how i feel like as far as rap goes like those dudes i feel like are rhythmic poets and that's what rap is to me and that's how i classify what? nobody has to fit in you know what i'm saying and everybody has their own thing that's why i said like rap is this big blurred line of whatever you when, you, what when you have but,
3: people looking at gil scott heron and the last poets as like the, the, the godfathers of of rap music you you can't help but but put they also the two look at sugar and, hill too. They but they so there's They the speaking it, and the speakin it line. in the manners though there would be no sugar hill if there were no last post no gil yeah, scott. Okay, no, no question, no you question. You know what I mean? So I mean, rap 100% is poetry. You you can't deny that. You know the uh, you know the rhythm, the pentameter, you know the fact that you know as elementary as it may seem but just like you know the rhyme schemes. Everything about it, like it is poetry, mm-hmm. to whatever. And you, these people speak it in a manner in which they want you to hear the words that they are saying. At least, otherwise the they wouldn't be saying it. You know, uh, uh, you know. I'd say that about at least you know, you know, rappers of the quote-unquote golden era and whatnot. Rappers nowadays, like it doesn't really, it doesn't seem, I should say, that it really matters. It's more about you know having, you know, a, a dope beat, you know, and that's what carries it but
2: i feel like the 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 genre started as the words being the catalyst and the sound guiding the 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 words yeah and i think that that very slowly but steadily has opposed like it's it's done a complete 180 honestly Um, where it's I feel about, like mostly the producers in the game all are the, producer now. Are well, the real stars now. That's what people were
0: saying now. in the 90s about the jiggy shit from Puff and all that. Thing. Yeah, and, and I, I, I and, say and, this all the time.
2: Like, this definitely started with Puff and <laughs> it got expedited once. What up, Puff? Sorry, bro. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. what it is. Like, yeah. you had niggas in, sh- in shiny shoes. shiny shoes. sorry, his it's name like, is Love,
3: Brother Love now? Yeah, he went back to, or just Love. Oh, for love. Some just shit. Straight I don't up know love. what the fuck he's doing anymore. You mean
2: the owner of the North Carolina Panthers? Yo, <laughs> <laughs> I'm rude. is he? Oh uh, man, I know he was trying to. I buy mean, did he actually do it? Well, there's no, there's no North Carolina Panthers. No, oh, the car. Okay. There's just the Carolina Panthers. Sorry, sorry. So if he bought some XFL ass team, that's on him. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh, I'm rude. Yeah. I'm rude. Shout out shout out to <laughs> shout out to Diddy, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Howard. Diddy, everybody. love, brother love, Puff Daddy. But I guess the Got question I was trying to ask you is muscles, like,
0: does poetry I mean and and this is coming from I mean it's coming from me, right? So take that for what it is. But I just feel like a black kid in school saying, I'm into poetry, they're more likely to be guided to make the connection between that and hip-hop, I mean, right? Uh, Whereas uh, a uh, young uh, white I uh, kid... I mean, unfo- unfortunately, uh, unfortunately uh, like, they're more see, likely to catch a beating. It. No, I know anything, that's not where you're that's going, the going thing, with it. Right? I right? know that's not where you're going with it, but I'm just curious. Like...
3: Yeah, like for, so, for, for, for a kid in school right now to say, like, I'm a poet versus like a kid in school to say I'm a rapper. The right. kid who says I'm a rapper is going to get far more credibility mm. than the kid who says he's a poet, even though, in essence, they're doing the exact same thing. Right. But people look at, you know, for whatever reason, at this point in time, everybody wants to discredit poetry, even though poetry, you know, when you when you really think about it, it can be as mundane as as the rap music that you that you hear for the most part nowadays. I'm not going to knock all rap music now. I can't and I won't do that. But for for the majority of the stuff that you hear now, it just is so mundane in what's being said. But that person is going to get much more credibility than a person who who calls themselves gotcha. labels themselves a poet even though they might be saying something just as mundane or they could be saying something like like this is what's happening. This is what needs to be heard. Like you all need to hear this and, and take notice. But it, it doesn't matter. There's something between that that rapper and that poet label in and of itself that that right. can make or break your credibility. So you're in saying it's advantageous
0: standards. to be a, a rapper. rapper. Well, not, not 100%.
2: advantageous, but just like all right. I'm gonna just make this preface early on. Early on in uh, in the history of Antique Blacks podcast. <laughs> so probably if you know me the most important influence in my probably my life honestly from a like this is my idol kind of perspective like people i look up to outside of like of course my immediate family and people i grew up around is Gil scott me um one of my dad's good friends growing up and just someone whose voice and messages i always kind of resonated to and there's... He did this... Uh, he lived in Washington, D.C. for a very long time, which I feel like a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Um, and Cambridge he did this, uh, I guess, documentary called Black Wax, which is like, kind of like a live concert and a documentary at Absolutely once. Absolutely amazing. And yeah. he talks about when he got first introduced uh, to poetry in the New York school system. And um, it's just this really cool thing that I think kind of sums up this entire argument. Um, let's roll that yeah I might say I don't know if you you have that there was
4: that I had found out later on unfortunately in my education about people like Langston Hughes about people like Sterling Brown about people like County Cullen and Gene Toomer and Claude McKay and these people had taken the blues as a poetry form back in the 20s and the teens during the Harlem Renaissance and they had fine-tuned the blues they had sanded it down so that it became a remarkable sort of an art form. But what happened is that in many instances, we didn't learn about that. We learned about the kind of poetry that nobody could understand. Like on 17th Street, 9th Avenue, when I was a teenager, man, we didn't want to hear nothing about poetry. Somebody say something about poetry, we say, oh, yeah, where's he at? <laughs> Name all on over here. Because we was into shooting the jumper. and That was damn near all. So, in the ninth grade, like a teacher sneaked up on us and put these pieces of paper on the table, told everybody to read them, and then tell her what we thought about it. So I said, Well, it's all right. Shit, I'll try it. I looked at the poem, and the poem said, What now? Outside the wall, I see a shadow of an image, me. I said, Well, God damn, let me read this again. What <laughs> now? Outside the walls. In the back of the room, somebody said, Hey, this must be deep. <laughs> yeah. Because, exactly. you know, like, this must be deep is like a drape that we throw over everything, you know, like, like, what we must be, this must be deep means that, like, I recognize all of these words individually. <laughs> but damn, if I can get anything out of the order in which they currently appear, <laughs> this must be deep. I mean, because you think it must be deep, it's in this book. You say, well, why the hell would they put it in this book if it didn't mean nothing? Cause ordinarily you read that don't mean nothing. To you. you say, "Hey, this must be nonsense," but you don't want to say that with your teacher standing right next to you. Say, Why you give me this? You know. So you say, "Hey, this must be deep." And what and happens is that when I think like for me, that's, what they that's I mean, that sums
2: it up. That sums it up, right? In, like, in that's and in exactly itself. what it is. Like, the, and, and he goes on, and there's this quote where it's like he felt like growing up that. A part of poetry was purposefully throwing these enigmatic, senseless, like, like just in you in those in this esoteric, like fake metaphors, in order to just confuse people. And you don't like you don't need poetry to confuse people. There are way easier ways to Far confuse people. To confuse and people. I think I honestly think, in a like more millennial term, if we went up to like most young rappers right now who are trying to like get on, that's the same thing they would say in different words. Yeah. Even down to the yeah, I would rather, rather go ball. Like I wasn't worried about like sitting here, and I wasn't worried about words. That's why like a lot of great rappers get lost in the shuffle, and the ones that that don't even still kind of have to overly commercialize themselves. It's it's part of the game.
3: But see, the, the the part that's interesting though is you had so many of these poets at one point, you know, dating back to I think it was like fifty five, fifty six. There's a, a, an album. Uh, recorded by langston hughes mm-hmm. okay so shout out to
2: lincoln university first black university langston hughes gil Scott Heron, both, both. my father as well just shout out to pops this is his birthday yesterday happy 56th
3: birthday pops damn oh, 66 nice. i just showed you a decade I'm oh wow he probably he probably appreciated that though right
2: wait is he 66 67, pops, you <laughs> old as hell, dude. Yeah, like that, the great Charles Matthews, Dukes. Shout Out, Charles Matthews. Yeah, that's my Adam, man it's
0: kind right of crazy how you, because you started the show saying that you wanted to be a poet first. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean,
1: what's interesting. I did, I did you, like but you
0: had this you had this knowledge a little bit more than other kids, but, I guess, because you were coming up on yeah, it. Yeah, but
2: no? like when I said that I was like six and I didn't know uh, any okay, okay. I didn't know any of this about my huh. dad. Like I didn't know the revolution would not be televised. I didn't know that much. But did you get it secondhand things? through
0: your pops, maybe? I mean, I like, what I feel made like, you like say the say
2: vibe that? was always just within me, but hmm. I like I've always had an inclination to words. Like everything I've done in my life that I've enjoyed involved me talking. Which, right. if you meet me, you'll you'll understand that very quickly because yeah. you won't be able to shut me the fuck up. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, that's just been something that I was always inclined to love. Um, you know, there are other things that impacted that. Like, I had, like, multiple leg injuries when I was a kid, so I was mostly stagnant. So I would just, like, be in the same place looking around, thinking, 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 talking, talking, talking. Because that's how I got people's attention. I couldn't run up to them. I had to make my voice bring them to me. But... I think that's that probably had more to do with it than anything, but nonetheless,
3: um, I would say that I, I probably went through a similar thing, but mine was later in life, where you know I I started writing poetry, um, wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. It was just a, a form of expression. Got into hip hop, realized that you know the correlation between the two. Um, started writing rhymes, thought I was going to be a rapper, and then realized that when it came down to it, I really wasn't good at that shit, and so I went right back to poetry <laughs> um see i i you can't convince me that I'm not good at something, probably
2: yeah, to mean, a fault i I quit on rap because but, I got overly focused on a lot of things in front of me, but I never stopped loving to do it per se you know um, but with that being said, you know i i think that there's still a chance for poetry to reign in hip-hop like there still are guys like kendrick lamar who get to do like who get to be the the poetic you know laureates of hip-hop for right now facts
3: um and like we talked about last week i mean he's now in the you know the harvard library for
2: right he has a a modern album amongst greats there's a reason I feel like, you know, I'm not going to relate to everyone. So, like, there are guys that I'm not the biggest fans of, but even still deserve, like, their own place in that conversation, like J. Cole's the World, um, you know, who really poetically relate to people in certain situations still and, you know, value words for what they mean to them. And, Before you, know.
0: you take this break, though, um, future, poet or not, thug, young thug. See and see, Jack. That's not fair. That's
2: not fair. Why? Because it, the it. first conversation we ever had was about how I hate Young Thug. <laughs> I literally, I, I. It was like the first, the, the first conversation me
0: mean and Jack ever had was about a, how
2: we both, both of our favorite rappers are Andre 3000, and that Doom. You love Young Thug and he sucks.
0: No so, Doom. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, but that don't mean you can't say whether or not. See, He's a different. poet. You don't have to like. like and, and I'm not saying a one poet, way or the other. I'm not poet. saying one way or the other. I just know right. peep, there are people who would argue strongly in favor of of Thugger being a poet for for lines like she I eat mean, the booty like groceries. I mean, like, but that, you can you, you, you mean,
3: can you can make that uh, argument pretty much with for I mean anyone. De, I mean it's, for it's, any it's rapper at this literally point it's in time, like, like anything that like, isn't prose
0: is poetry. It's
2: about you know it's all a qualitative analysis at this point and like what you choose to accept as like here's the thing an attempt at poetry i don't like are you attempting to be poetic so
0: it's the intention right i
2: feel like that's like the disconnect right because like guys like kendrick are clearly attempting to be poetic mm-hmm. like dudes like logic are clearly attempting to be poetic like yeah. if whether they accomplish or not Jake cole is attempting to be poetic you know like they they clearly are so thug if anything is accidental poetry Pro, more so, more so accidental than future, because I feel like future will have a couple of songs that are like, "This is my inner pain," and it's like, yeah. damn, the beat might have been cracking like shit, but you really just said some like mad depressive, like, but, but would you borderline still, suicidal contemplative? What is my meaning type shit?
3: But is that poetic <laughs> simply because it's because, like, it's, because it's, it's intimate and, and honest? Intimate. <sighs> Does that uh, make it poetry? <sighs> There's the argument either way, and like, that's
2: and that's and that's what Gil was saying, right? Like, oh, look beyond the wall, I see a shadow of an image. Me, this must be deep. Like sometimes, and he was never like, like, and Gil is very blatant poetry. It's very yeah, blatant. Never necessary. Now he plays with the dynamics of his like perspectives within the words, but the words are exactly what they are at face value. You know what yeah, I mean? Hundred like, percent. You know exactly just, what he's right. Said like, when there's he says no that. there's no overwhelming sense of let me figure this out. You know, like. No. It's just like this is the world from my eyes, and not exactly the way that I see it, but also the way that I see it. Whereas if people are just like talking for the sake of adding rhythm to a beat, I don't call that rap. Like that's not that's not what that is for me. And like, I
3: wouldn't call it poetry yeah. either. I but mean,
2: poetry it's, it's, poetry is everything. That's the opposite of prose. So if there's like some type of guideline and and scheme, it's automatically poetry. But like. Mm, I Who's suppose.
3: I suppose.
2: I mean, but well, I'm gonna refill this yeah. glass of Russell Reserve Ten Year that I have. I guess on that I note, we're gonna take perfect. a quick
3: little break. We'll, uh, be back. Uh, we'll be right back with Antique Black Full Service Radio. Yes, sir. From nowhere
0: direct tech for the break music again this one's called from nowhere and we'll be right back on antique black
2: yo 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 we back this is antique black radio thank y'all for listening um, for those just joining hopefully there are a few who snuck in um you know <laughs> We were just talking about poetry and what it means to us and how it has evolved and dare I say possibly devolved.
3: Uh, um, I would I would say the latter of the two.
2: Within within unfortunately mainstream black culture over the past I guess we've been talking more so like we've made references back to like the Renaissance essence of it with Langston like Hughes and County Cullen. But I think we're mostly focusing on like things made more so in the like you know last poets and uh mary baraka era um and just how and Gil Scott yes, Heron and how it's yes, now nikki giovanni and all those beautiful people um so what do you think you think there is a chance for a resurgence of like the appreciation of words
3: i i mean for me when, when i go back and listen to you know or read uh, for instance, like Amir Baraka, Gil Scott Heron, Elaine Brown, uh, you know, right. even things written by, like, Bobby Seal and whatnot. Right. Um, we, we've we come a ways from what it is that they've dealt with, but we haven't come a long ways from, you know, a, a lot of those issues are still uh, uh, prevalent in, in today's day and age. And, like, I I feel that... You know, the spirit of those artists at one point definitely did inform, you know, what we would consider like the modern day poets, like the right. rappers of, you know, you know, the, the KRS ones and the poor righteous teachers, like the wise intelligence, the grand poobahs, the, you know, uh, brother J, um and Professor X from X clan. You know, there was there was definitely those voices at one point, but it was kind of like that that uh i guess subgenre of hip hop you know had had its own label which is you know afrocentric yeah and afrocentricity you know died in like the mid 90s like like nobody wanted to hear it anymore and i i could only hope that there'd be a resurgence of that at this you know at this point especially since you know, with uh, you know, Agent Orange being in an office, and all these things coming to surface, and realizing that we haven't really come that far from what you know, uh, people of color dealt with in the you know the '50s, '60s, '70s. I mean, um, yeah, but you you would hope there'd be a resurgence. But I honestly, in my opinion, I don't I don't really see anything like that coming up. At least not into the
0: mainstream. Out to Busta Rhymes for Agent Orange. Most deaf. <laughs> Sorry, definitely. Shout out to of Bus. Bus. Um, the kids are talking about Logic. I know that's why I hear the kids talking about on that one, that like poetic stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't know if y'all know enough about. Uh, Logic. I mean, I, I, I definitely really know. know enough about Logic. Like,
2: I used to go. Like, I used to go to see Logic when he was doing like local shows, like just to be heard in like 2007 around the city with like that. Oh, that's so crazy that he blew up. Um, definitely <laughs> deserves it. I have my opinions about him. Um, I definitely think that he does sometimes take on a chameleon esque uh Facts. uh like interpretation of rap that year before and remake it his own, which I've heard like maybe this album is him stepping into his own. It's a little more like overrighteously like Not enough percussion and way too much horn for me, and like it's just sonically, I don't get with it, but I get what people can get out of it, yeah. You know, like just because I don't get that out of it and I find other sources of like my calm, it doesn't mean that that can't be that for for other people. Mm. But he definitely has the words, the, the, the words miss like ability to craft poetry in a way that makes it creative accessible and, and still really clever and smart but do i think he's a little overrated yes like so if yeah. i google right now most poetic rappers i mean i think the most poetic rapper in mainstream is definitely kendrick lamar right now like, he's not on
0: this list it's crazy so google, i mean yeah google, because google, google spits back you know their top like uh they got like all the album covers up here they spit back the top 10 kendrick's not on that list Are you
3: serious? So the the first,
0: let's see see if you can guess the first one. So the first, the first person Eminem back. No, he's not on this list either. Good
3: God! Um. (laughs) There is one. There are two
0: white rappers on this list. Oh my God! Two white rappers.
3: Macklemore. No.
0: Oh, good. Good. LP. So LP's not on here. Uh, Nas. Nas is the first one they got. Okay. Okay. Duh. Whatever. Tupac's next. Yeah. Okay. Okay, So so we're talking like not active. I mean Kanye's third. Really? Okay. Common is next, followed by Talib. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Sage Francis. I, I get that. I mean, because he started out as a
3: spoken word artist, so right, it makes right. sense. I get the construct of this list.
0: I, okay. and then Loki. Gil Scott Heron. Okay, and well, you ready for the real the real wild one, and I don't know how this got in here, but I fucks with it. Cormega. Oh, yo, okay. Yo, I'm not like I'm not like
2: I'm not as mad as that as I feel like I like people would expect me to be or I should be. I thought it was a weird it's a weird list. It's it's a weird list. Like I it's don't know who's like this is a weird guy. I want to like, meet Core this Mega, guy. Though. Like <laughs> who wrote yeah. this article and can we can we meet it's not even, him? It's I mean not
3: but an they article, d- it's I the mean, algorithm it's, it's just Google. an algorithm yeah. Yeah. but yeah. The, but well, the interesting thing is I mean they insane. dug deep
0: and pulled out Sage Francis. Yeah. But this is probably from people that have googled like other people, like Sage Francis, poetry, right. like you know yes, what I'm saying. Facts. This is yeah. what Google's giving you back.
3: True. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm yeah.
0: still well, not like. Really... I'm still not like dumb mad
2: at that list. Like, yeah. like if he's the last and shittiest and like the, most obscure, like
3: I, I would, I would have to. I, I, I'm a little angry. White In And the and the reason being, and, I, and I guess, <laughs> who hurt you? Who hurt? <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> like what it what it comes down to, and I guess like. Like the underlying tone at least in in terms of what it is that um i'm speaking about when it comes to like the poetry and like how it influenced hip-hop is like that 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 revolutionary like i'm fed up i'm angry like that that mentality where it seems like you know hip-hop nowadays has become a means of escapism and we've escaped like we we've turned a blind eye for entirely too long at this point i feel like hey everything's okay now like we, now we can just sit here and party and get money and you know when you really think about it like that's definitely not the case so like it, it bothers me that somebody like uh you know skip coon or or uh killer mike or you know lp right. or you know people like that aren't on that list um it, 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 it kind of bothers me because there are people out there who are I mean, trying to if you're continue to carry that torch. I mean, if
2: you're associated with Dungeon Family, you're lyrically always going to be held against Andre and you're going to lose. And that's just kind of how that works, which is sad. So no disrespect to Killer Mike, but that's just kind no, of... No, speaking of... Oh, it's but, Big Rube, but, yeah. though. Big
0: Rube? Speaking of... Oh, Rube's.
2: man. Big Rube. Oh, my God. Big fucking... Shout out to poets Big Rube. If you have never heard Liberation... By Outkast and never listen to an entire song. That is one of the most beautiful gifts of poetic hip-hop you will ever receive in your life. Big in pack. fact, Erica Badu's verse on that song, she used for her Deaf Poetry Jam performance, if you look it up. It's true. Yeah, um, it's and an she did it a lot slower, and you really get to grasp it, right? Like That's, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. Like lupez Lupe was a poet until he became an over-aggressive, like attempted director of an initiative that (laughs) only he believed in right but like up until that point like everything that lupe did was like very like very poet forward um when he decided to be an activist within his own mind he kind of lost that but there are plenty of examples of 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 poets in hip-hop do i think that kanye is that no do i think he was that yes um but I think it was him challenging himself to be something that he couldn't be, um, which I think he still does every day. But I don't think it necessarily applies to the craftsmanship of his words anymore. No, I, like all, no, falls not da- at all. all falls down. All falls down.
0: Kanye is because that poet. Yeah, right. yeah. but, yeah, yeah. but, in, but exactly. anyone who
3: starts a song with you know now if I'm fucking this model. And she just bleached that. Right. And asshole. that's the life he lives right now, right? And oh. that, that's his
0: life. But is it really the life that he lives right now? <laughs> it's probably the life he sees. But here's
3: the thing. The <laughs> you know
0: counterpoint, I think that is poetry because right. he follows uh, it up with, I don't even want to talk about uh, it. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. But, but he already talked, but about, he talked it. about it. Right, but it's. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Look, you know. Here's,
2: here's my thing. Kanye is always. Kanye's a perpetual objective and profession is doing things that people tell him he can't do and when we met him he was a producer who had been on multiple acclaimed albums who wanted to do something that people told him he couldn't couldn't do do. and what was that it was be a rapper once he proved that he was no longer in the interest of his words he was in interest finding another thing that he could prove to people what people don't realize is right i want to make uniforms for my high school basketball team right You feel me like that's 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 where Kanye is right now. Like he is in the business of doing things that people try to say or make him believe or he thinks within himself that he can't do out of his own subconscious nature. So he tries to do that. Then you know his focus is closed. His focus is like, how can I make the most obscure show where I'm literally standing over people? I wouldn't. By the way, all you dumb motherfuckers, why would you pay that 250. much money? <laughs> two fucking fifty. Y'all paid two fifty to see a dude hover over y'all. Y'all can't even really see his face. You had nosebleeds on the fucking ground. Like and that's what you it's paid. Yo, y'all y'all bugging. Oh, yeah. bugging. Like what?
3: It's, it's not even experience at that point. Glow in the
2: dark for how much I paid for that, which was like barely a hundred dollars. What I got to experience at glow in the dark was a million times better than what y'all paid 250 to look up at. Crazy. y'all True. fucking crazy. I am so a I, God. <laughs>
3: <yeah>. <laughs> well shit., See, but he, I don't he, follow, he, fuck it. He, yeah. But I,
2: I guess Google Google says he's a he's a he's the third greatest poet in hip hop. But it's so probably from that all it falls, it must be true. It's from the
0: all falls down thing because didn't he yeah. do that on? I Death mean Poetry no sh-
2: no. And let me not stun on Kanye because like one of the greatest rap bars I've ever heard in my life is still killing y'all niggas on these lyrical shit mayonnaise color bends. I push miracle whips wow, like when, yeah, like yeah. when I heard that shit I was like oh my fucking god who the fuck da, da 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 like I, I didn't know what to do with myself and I still kind of don't to this day like that's one of those bars that's forever. And he had a few like that. Like, that's not the only one, but that's, like, the super crazy duper one that I just always reference. But Kanye, if, he, if Kanye wanted to be a rapper, uh, like, a, a quality over quantity rapper, for the sake of his words, again, he probably could, because I'm sure he has a
3: lot to say. Um, but, but, I mean, like, right now, I'm thinking of, of someone who... Like, look if, at what Hove was able to do this year. Who? Hove. Okay. Hov's a poet, I feel like. I, I would honestly say that this album is probably, the arguably, most the most poetic probably. of everything
0: that he's done. That's real. Big facts. He's so off the dome, it's interesting to talk about him as a poet.
2: Well, well Wayne, Wayne, pretty... Wayne's, Wayne's greatest craft off the dome was his poetry for a very long time. Yeah. A very long time.
3: But I... Like, perfect example. Like, I would arguably say one of the greatest MC, one of, one of my favorite MCs, but I think personally, I would say one of the greatest MCs is Saul Williams. And Saul Williams is known as a poet. He's not known as a rapper, mm-hmm. but I think he could body just about anybody.
2: I mean, he, he sat on a song at this point. Uh, never Let Me Down on College. Um, yeah, College Dropout was Hove and. Kanye spitting two really really impressive verses for me, and then Saul Williams just coming on the back end and just shattering the entire dynamic of the Everything. song. Like you forget some of the things that you heard, like probably all the things that you heard before Saul Williams gets on that song. And like, there's moments in that song where Jay Z's just like, I seen the I seen the owner roll up with ribbons. I seen it repo, resold, and re-driven. So when I reload, like Hovis is 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 in it's a nice, nice little form on that joint. And even Kanye is rapping about like remembering being at like you know what I'm saying his mom going to sit-ins and just like all these different dynamics in his life that he really touches on and his verse is really impressive and then Salt Williams just blows the top off the song and I think Big Rube also does that with Liberation where like you hear CeeLo and Andre 3000 and Big Boy and uh Erykah Badu. Big
0: Rube to my knowledge has never actually has he actually laid bars down on a beat or is it always spoken? Well I've only. I don't, heard. I don't. It's always spoken. I um, the last time I heard Big Rube personally, I don't know how many
2: people have seen the movie ATL featuring Clifford Harris, aka Ti, but there's a scene in that movie when uh, Evan Ross, who is Diana Ross's son and Ti's little brother in the movie, gets shot, mm-hmm. and Big Rube is like the underlying voice of that scene. When they're all in the hospital, and that's amazing
1: poetry. Let's give yeah. a little rube for those that might not know, because he's not know. too. You he's, know.
2: I don't know why, because he's so from all talented. Angles,
1: like angels, I can get assed out. Mm-hmm. Blow burp on boys that believe their brains can't be blasted out. Crank coliseums cross your city, collect colossal dough with dungeon dwelling dragons that dissolutely devour dro. Earn extra ends, extra endorphins. Flip on a freak who ain't fucking no forcing. Get a guard on your grill, cause I grip a gray matter Glock. Heaven won't help you, I had to hurt you. Go to hell, you hurt hip-hop. Idle ill-use of indicts is illicit eye. Can be jolly as a jester, don't want to judge but can't justify. This crap they okay, but karma kicks like an AK. Launch lyrics from the left to lash these lands, it's they last day. If made to murder, I'm a mountainous madman. Never knew a nigga that's as nasty as I am. Obstruction of the opposition opens my options. The pistol that I pack for these punks keep popping. I quake with the quickness cause my quantum is querulous. I ramble with the rabble from the realm I reside in. Psychotic is the state of my synonymous syntax. Treacherous traits that i portray in these tight tracks. Understand, underground, use right as euphonious. My viscerous vigor verifies I'm victorious. I'm willing to wager that your weak work wanes. Like there's a X dot your X hit only I'm young, yet I yearn for the year when the youth learn. Get zooted to the zone, in the zone where the truth burn. Alright, so one wait. person did that before. And his
2: name wow. was Papoose. He did a song like that. Eminem <laughs> <but laughs> did that shit too. Eminem M&M did the day. that shit too. But that is how the fuck you're supposed to do that. Yes. And like Facts. those alliterations were. Oh my god, that was that was beautiful literature right there. Like
3: those are. I mean, those are like punchlines. Those hit you in yeah, the and fucking could, gut. Yeah, and, like and and there's Rube, nothing and you can do about that. I
2: feel and like Rube could have been a rapper too. if he wanted to be. Yeah, his, his voice is like so like it commands. Allu- it's commanding and alluring. Yeah, for sure.
0: Like it commands attention. Yeah, anytime Rube's on a track, like I notice. Him, it's like, kind of like the voice of the South. Like if you hear yeah, Rube, it is. you kind of feel like all right, I'm I'm down in Atlanta. Yo, Gucci's a poet.
3: But if if, if I may take it, I'm
0: gonna say that wow
3: gucci's a poet gucci's a poet all right man I, I, i'm gonna take this somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> just just for a second just in ways like, man not in always
2: but definitely you know ways.
3: to to kind of to piggyback on the on the atl thing so there was there was a movie that was filmed here in dc the first uh film that was uh given permission to be filmed in the uh, dc correctional facility called slam starring saul williams sonia Sohn. Bones Malone, incredible movie. If you all haven't seen it, like, you, like you really should watch this what movie. What's it called Slam? Slam. It's incredible. And it's, it's all about, you know, as corny as it may sound to some people, it's about the power of words. Now, there's this scene where, you know, Bones Malone kind of, like, leads, you know, this one crew in the prison. There's another guy who doesn't have a name in the movie, unfortunately, who is actually an inmate in the correctional facility. Uh, who is like the leader of another gang, everything's about to come to a head in the, uh, in the yard. Saul Williams walks out into the middle of the entire thing and starts reciting a poem that later becomes known as Amethyst Rocks and stops everybody dead in their tracks with the power of word. Everybody forgets, like even Bones Malone says in the movie, like, I forgot what the fuck I was thinking. So everybody was about to go to war in the courtyard. And then Saul Williams just comes out and just starts spazzing on them with words. And everyone stops dead in their tracks and doesn't know what to do beyond that point. And so they just go about their business. Like, it's things like that. Like, you know, even with uh, what what you just played with uh, Big Rube, it's like, like the power of word can like shut people down so quickly. But in today's day and age, like that power seems to have lost something. And I, I don't understand how that has happened at least you know out there for for people to recognize instead of sitting there like really digging and searching for it like it it at one point was a was a a viable
2: well i think i think we live in a world where the instant gratification that technology brings to our lives makes retention of knowledge less necessary because we know that it's always in true. our hand even when we don't remember um you know like I live in a generation where I'm I'm probably like people my age are like maybe one or two years ahead of me, like after me. They probably don't know how to how to like look through an encyclopedia collection. No. I mean like,
0: shit, back in the day someone probably would have memorized that Rube video to try to impress yeah, y'all. To, instead 100%, of to, to yeah, regurgitate right. it, right? hundred yeah, percent. Right, right. or,
2: or would have spent
0: so much time like trying to
2: tape record or like re regurgitate that, remember that it so small type of up. that small bit of information so that they could have it to themselves. Like that's that's what we I can, remember. Like I remember waking up on Sunday mornings and like hearing a song that I liked the second time I was ready with the cassette tape in, mm-hmm. the, in the in the stereo, like, all right, bet we got started right. Uh uh uh, boom! Now. Right, and and you just get the song. You don't get the DJ. That's not Nothing. what you want. Like none of nah. the static, no fucking commercial. You had to time that shit yourself. Like I still remember those days. Oof, there are 100%. kids who are like maybe, maybe three or four years disassociated from me who couldn't even fathom what that I have means. no idea. There like,
0: are kids that don't realize. How frustrating it was growing up in New York, where you had 20 minutes left on the cassette tape, and Flex is playing "Give Me Some More" by Busta for the first time, and you press record, and this motherfucker drops so many goddamn bombs and so many rewinds that by the time he played the shit, you ran out of tape. Yep, you yep. Of tape. wasted your whole fucking tape. Even, I mean to take it back, you know, uh, you know the Stretch and Bobbito
3: show.
2: Hey, you know where like Shout so many people. Garcia.
3: Shout out to Bobby and Stretch, both NPR and Stretch Shout Armstrong. Out. What's up? What's yes, up? yes, uh, indeed. But I mean, I mean, the same thing. I mean, what what they were playing was gold. Like you want to talk about, you know, like poets. You know, you know they. You know, it, it, so many people that they they put on to this day are a huge influence, and I would I would consider. Like, modern-day poets, even though most people would look at them as rappers if they even know who the hell they are at this point in time. But, you know, your most deaths, your Talib Kwalees, your, your, uh, your LPs, your Big Just, your, uh, your Souls of Mischief. You know, it's crazy. You know, and Safirs, like, and cats that, like that. But and in
2: that group, like, Q-Tip is considered a producer who spits. And compared to everyone really in, no? that, in, that, in that group, yes. But... Like, in that group, would that group of, of people want Q-Tip to spit on their, would they, would, if they had to choose one? I mean, If they could get a beat mm, from Q-Tip or if they I could have them spit on their track... What would most of them choose? I don't now, know, man. These kids, I mean, these days, it's you not know, even a question. You know the I mean, they Q, would have sit, Q-tip, but Q-tip back then they was, would have them produce, And that's Q-tip why I call was known as the abstract poetic. Yeah, I mean, no question. But you know, I feel like, so, I, mean, I feel that, like that even in and still, and he, he doesn't get, but he doesn't get brought up initially in that, in that conversation anytime because there are guys that, his name supersede his as far as that goes, I would and not because say it's of 50 about him, but it was just the competition.
3: Like I would honestly say it's a 50 50 because he's most a musician though he's mo- a musician, most
0: people, yeah, yeah, sh- it, it,
3: for it, sure. It took people it took people a minute to realize that Q-Tip was the production the production brain behind a tribe called Quest, and not because just, everything and not was just, listed as produced by a tribe called Quest. So they weren't looking at Q-Tip as I mean,
2: yeah, but as, that's because it was a, it was a collective. That. It was a collective. It was a collective. Like
0: because he's humble and he didn't take all the credit 100%. He, he was so, humble this year. Yeah. <laughs> Let him
3: know, Tip. Still love you though. Still love you, No, Know you my boy. Still love you though, Tip. But like, I mean, Q-Tip has some amazing guest verses at a point in time and then once people realized that he was like the production the production i keep what the fuck is wrong with me right production. now production the production brain behind things then they started looking to him for the beats and then once you know he started working with dilla like that just kind of you know took off like the whole uma thing and whatnot yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's a whole other conversation but there, there was a point in time where you know q-tip was sought after for a guest verse like he was yeah. because he was the abstract poetic like, I, I would 100% consider Q-Tip a poet yeah. more so than a rapper, 100%, and that's me. But, you know, would anybody, you know, in today's day and age, you know, to go back and listen to a Tribe album or even Q-Tip solo stuff and listen to him and think that what he's saying is poetry, they would probably argue against me, And I, and that's 100% fine. Like, I invite that. We can have a discussion about it, but... Q-Tip, 100% to me, is a poet.
0: Yeah. We're 100%. running out of time, but there's somebody that y'all haven't mentioned that I have to bring up. Well, who and didn't that? we mention? Ghost. Go- oh, Jesus Ghost Christ. G- Top five. my GFK? Yes. Oh man, he, I um, sorry. Is, this guy is a poet. I mean, well, like I argue this shit all the time. One hundred percent. Well, kind of one hundred percent a poet. They're a group of just just geniuses. But, but specifically, Ghost like really invented language on some on some other shit oh, on yeah. some next no level yeah. shit. No question.
3: One hundred percent. That's why he's in my top five. He will never move out of my top <laughs> yeah. five. Facts, facts, facts. facts never.
2: No, nah, I'm not mad at
3: that, man. Like, Face was
2: definitely the poetic side of Wu for sure like because the enigmatic side was odb and the the pace was was rizza and the the street rizza had i'm I'm sorry rizza but uh raekwon had by the neck and (sighs) just the words the wordsmanship and just like the clever just the abstract Ray is a poet, no question. But he's a he's a yeah, street poet, bro. Like but he, Ghost, Ray is the gravel of Wu Tang. You know what I mean? Like he's the tar. You feel me? One hundred percent, no question. But see, you know?
3: for me, like to to go back what we were talking about earlier, like you know, Ghost is one hundred percent just a spitter. He's got bars. He's a poet. Like what he spits is just, I mean, to me, is pure poetry. But then he also has the prose. He's one of the greatest storytellers. 100 percent I know everybody wants to give that to, you know, uh, you know, Slick Rick. And play Fish Scale, front to back, you know, and Slick. Talk Rick to me about his story. Slick man. Rick. But I mean, yeah, Fish Scale, perfect example. Like uh, That shit's a movie. What's what's that opening, like not the opening track, but like the first uh, joint uh, Oh, why am I flaking on this right now? It's killing me that I'm flaking on it. Wait, what
2: was on my, Am I bugging?
3: No, the the am I not
2: hip? Am I a am I the young homie? Uh,
3: Clyde's
0: the Return of Clyde Smith. The re,
3: yeah, the Return of Clyde. And then Smith. Then shaky dog, shaky, shaky dog. dog. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: That shaky dog, in and of itself, is is just it's bars, it's poetry, and it's prose. Like that shit is fucking bananas when you listen to it. Top to bottom. catch ketchup on my fries, hitting baseball spliffs.
0: (laughs) He's he's
3: telling you the story of like going to just like rough money off of these people and how everything goes wrong. And he can tell you the story poetically, rhythmatically, but it's a story front to back. Like there's, there's no taking anything away from ghosts, which is why, as I said before, like he unshakably... In my top five, unshakably. And by the way, millennials, yes, we are talking about
2: the guy that you confuse with Action Bronson every time you hear. One hundred percent. Yo, one hundred gazillion. And as, and as much as I, that, look, I guy. love wow, listening to wow. Action
3: Spit. He cannot hold a candle. Action, you made anything. me a burger at
2: our Future Fest back in the day, and I love and appreciate you. You know After Ghost and, put out that video in real shade, I actually out. fuck with you. You the tightest nigga, or you tightest fuck?
0: And the funny thing
3: is, what's so <laughs> funny? Action, what's so funny man. is that there's a song with the two of them on it, yo. And, it's, and when you and when you, you, you don't know when the them, verse changes, no, but you do. Like if you really listen to well, them, like you know, yeah, like, you know, because Ghost of, is and when yeah, action qualitatively, comes in. yes, we know. like like most like as you said, like millennials or Generation Z or whatever, like they may not know, but like when you really listen, like you you know. Like, the people who are in the know know Ghostface talent. Yeah. And the people who and know no Action's talent. And the two are, like, they're not mutually exclusive.
2: See, but Action has that, like, that, like metaphoric boss rap. And I fuck with it. And they both, they both kind of have metaphoric they, they boss both rap, do. right? But, like, ugh. Actions is so, like, just, I don't know, abstract. I want to call and, and it like i don't want to call it white but like it's but, cool but because almost, like almost blase yeah or but nonchalant. he compares himself to like you know when i i got the slick back and they think i'm rick patino you feel me like that's action like you know like yeah. it's mad like mafia stories and like the first not anything I... that ghost is gonna give you which is like thug
0: poetry the first time me? i heard this guy action i i was in the web i was listening to hot 97 i'm blunted and i hear this new track i take out my phone i record it and i spent Six full months asking everybody I fucking knew what this new Ghostface song was. Right? I could not figure this right? shit out. I'm like, it sounded kind of weird. It was like some new shit, and it took me six months to learn that there was this new dude called Action. Bronson. They said go, they said yeah, Ghost man. said he
2: heard himself and was like, "Nigga, yeah. did, when did I make
0: this?" I mean, Action. Did, <laughs> like, look, no, like, no shade to Action Bronson, but you don't no, pull no, that, you no don't pull, no pull that cadence out of nowhere. No, I mean, no. but no, you want to know something? Grew like up on Woo.
2: New Yorkers, Clearly. New Yorkers kind of sound like though a lot. So I don't, I don't, I don't think. Like, I don't think it's not like overly ghosts, forced. Though. Come on, <sighs> come on. I know a lot of people that talk like that. Like, I know a lot of people. Yeah. Like, every time I'm at a table, people ask me, "Oh, so you're from here?" So clearly, like, because they know. Even when I'm trying to disguise my accent, like, Yo, I clearly sound like a. This DC rap is dude. Like, like
3: ZD facing me real TV, Crash crashing high speed strawberry kiwi. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. and it, that's like, and nobody... that's quality.
2: But I feel like if you asked Action Bronson to say those exact words, you would not know who said it. No You'd at least be like moderately confused for two
0: seconds
3: I personally would not
0: <laughs> Dead ass, I would not But when I think of that New York Like you say all well, New Yorkers sound like, like That's maybe like a Big L thing or a Cameron thing Like that's a New York kind see, of like, I mean It's iconic
3: You want to yeah, bring yeah, up Big yeah, L Like yeah. the first time I heard Big L I thought it was Lord Finesse that makes sense. You know what I mean. And then the first time I heard Mad Skills, I thought it was Big L. Yeah, word.
0: That makes more sense.
3: You know, is so skills, like, is
2: skills from New York
0: though. Skills is from Richmond,
3: Virginia. Where am I saying? Big Big Sk-
2: So skills is from RVA. But shout I mean, out to the
3: eight hundred four, my people, my people.
2: But,
0: but
3: when you hear, but when you hear Mad Skills, like his, his flow, his voice, like there's, and that's funny. You made that it's Virginia. It's real difficult.
2: And you make that Virginia New York hip hop connection, which New Yorkers make for Virginians all the time. And then I think about that. Like with how you say skills Sounds like Lil Finesse and Big L And how I also think that uh, uh, Pusha T sounds like Sonny Chiba And uh, for y'all Ooh. who don't know Like Camp Low Like I feel like Oh
3: Big Fat yeah Oh um, Camp Low oh my god Talk yeah, about I feel poetry like
2: when I, when I Talk listen, about poetry When I listen to Pusha T I hear Sonny Chiba for real Like honestly 100% like, And if you don't know who that is Like go listen to Lucini You know what I'm saying Like or
3: No listen to Crystal oh, Sparkling
2: Sparkle, Sparkle's my favorite Camp Low. Song. Black
3: Hollywood, like Camp Low. If it, if it, honestly, if it weren't for Camp Low, okay, there would be no Junior Mafia. Oh, and no if question. there were no Junior Mafia, then hip hop wouldn't have been deaded in '96. <laughs> Plain and simple. Like Camp Low <laughs> kind of opened the doors for shit like that to happen because of just. The wingo That's The wingo like, the, the slang like Real the, Just everything about them Like Camp Lowe If you don't know who they are Please go back and listen to those guys Like everybody knows Lucini. Yeah it's, it's, it's no different than Miss Jackson skies, Like everybody they're knows they're That's they're one of those songs that They just know
2: Can't quit What It's Man. just
3: It's one of those things That everybody knows Whether you You think you know it or not You hear it And you're like Oh yeah 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 That's my shit I know that song uh, <sighs> It's just and it sucks that, like, we make this we make this
2: episode about poetry, right? And we're not talking about anybody that's still here.
3: That's like, still are, here? Who
2: are our poets? Do we have any? Who no, are our poets?
3: According to Jack, we got Young Thug.
2: We got Young Thug. Wow. <laughs> we wow. got Future. Wow. You know what, wow. what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Straight up. We got Lil Uzi Vert. You feel I mean, me? On, honestly. We got Lil Yachty. We got Mad Niggas Named Lil.
0: You know in, saying, in, in,
3: in today's day and age, like I would I would have to give, you know, the you know, the poet moniker to like, I, as I said before, like a cat named Skip Coon from Mississippi, from Jackson, Mississippi. I would 100 percent have to give it to him. I'd have to give it to a cat name uh, goes by the name of uh, Denmark Vesey. I would Yo. have to give it to him. So here's what we about to do. Lil B. Before. So
2: with, p- which. which <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a whole other episode. That's a whole episode, Oh, my God. I do think the curse is real, but I think he's cursed himself. Um, but in any event, how we're going to end this is a bit of a metaphorical libation okay. for all the guys me. who are still doing it that are poets in the new age. So you name someone, I name someone, and when we can't name no more, we'll just chill out.
3: Who are still doing it? Yep. Who's... Who are who are the poets that we need to know? Beans. And not Beanie Siegel, like actual Beans, wow. Mr. Ballbeam from Anti-Pop Consortium. Okay. For sure, for sure. Not Beans. Um, I was about to say. No, not, <laughs> not Beanie Siegel. Be Siegel. Woo, Beans. Nah. No disrespect to him, but it's just like Beans yeah, from, yeah. Dot yeah. yeah. Demo. M. Out of New
2: York. Um, shit. Steve Lacey.
3: Okay. Uh, wow, okay. All right, you want to... No,
2: no, dude, who you know, yeah, let, uh, speak it to on, you.
3: Honestly, you know, Saul Williams, he's still doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's
2: still doing it. Saul Williams, for sure. Um,
3: who's someone I would say is still a poet right now, dude? Um, yo, Doom. Doom. A$AP MF Rock. Doom. Aesop Rock, not to be confused with ASAP Rocky. A$AP That's A-E-S-O-P.
2: R-O-C-K. E-S-S-O-P, R-O-C-K. Space R-O-C-K. K. No Y kills it. And no dollar sign in there at all. And Rob Sonic on top of that. Rob Sonic. Um Yo, so many poets, man. Um I mean everybody knows who Kendrick is. Everybody knows who Logic is. Like who are some other real poets that I listen to these days?
3: I mean, just to reiterate, I'd say, you know, Skip Coon, Denmark Vesey, um, Damn. Uh, honestly, I would say uh, Mr. Motherfucking Exquire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have to throw that out. Uh, uh, Medane out of Brooklyn. If I'm saying his name correctly, M-E-D-H-A-N-E. Um. Let's see. Anderson Park. Anderson Park. Hundred percent. Paul for sure. Um. Are we stumping ourselves on the, did, did yeah, you think, really think like, this? Yeah, I think I think we're thinking too hard about this. I think I think we're putting too much. We're just kind of shot thought. ourselves in the foot by uh, trying to I do mean, a rundown and here. This it is the what it is. The bowl,
2: All right, look. So it J is what Kool, it is. J
3: Cousteau, J Cousteau, El Cousteau, Nappy Nappa. I mean, yo, uh, yeah, this, uh, Uncle yo, Uncle actually John.
0: Nappy Napa. yeah, that's that's like yeah, Nappy Nappa, Uncle John.
2: Shout out to Young that's that's the homie uh, right there. A lot love. of good local hip hop out here.
0: And oh, a lot of beautiful. So much, and, man. And, and, and shout and out real, to
2: shout out to 2017. We didn't even talk about that. Shout out to 2017 being the year that DC made itself a force to be reckoned with in the hip-hop world on the mainstream level. Because that definitely happened. And like killed if you don't want to recognize it, it, kudos cool. to you. But Whatever. Jesus Christ. Like, motherfuckers worked hard this year. Um, shout out to y'all. Find yourself a bit of poetry. Get a book, motherfucker, read.
3: Mary Brock, you kill Scott. Do it all.
2: If you can walk, you can dance. If you can talk, you can sing. This is Antique Black Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the week,
0: Theme song also by Rec Tech a.k.a. space disease called Blast Facts. Check him out, SoundCloud.com slash Rectech, W-R-E-C-K-T-E-C-H. Not a poet, but certainly a beatsmith. See you next week. Peace.